If clouds are made of water, why aren't they blue? Why is it called silly putty when I take it seriously? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello everyone and welcome Yo. to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and my co-investigator Kit Greer investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it's true or it's baloney. We have been doing this for longer than some of you little f***ers have been alive. When you were, when you were asking for blankie and sucking on nip nips, I was out in the forest looking for Bigfoot with binoculars and a gun. Rory, sometimes I wonder if we're actually running a New York deli instead of investigating the paranormal. Because there's a lot of f***ing baloney. It's true. You know, uh, in this line of profession, it's very rare that you actually come across a case that is 100% certified paranormal. We d- it does happen now and again. We do end up with a double yes at the end of the episode. And hey, maybe this week we're heading into one. We don't know. Yeah, if this is your first episode, uh, do not be discouraged. This isn't Most Haunted. This isn't one of those um, trashy paranormal shows where they tease you every five minutes dangling paranormal evidence that never comes. Sorry, I should clarify. The the evidence never comes here either. But (laughs) we do sometimes decide that it actually is paranormal anyway. Uh, Kit, are you ready to dive into a paranormal case today? I am almost ready. It's just been... uh, I've had quite a big week, actually. So um, the slight update is that uh, I'm actually getting orthodontist work so as you can see i've got my invisalign bag here uh, whoa and yeah i'm getting invisalign done so uh, i'll just give Maybe you just people two don't seconds. know what invisalign is should we explain it on the podcast uh sure so ghost braces is essentially i think the technical term for it yeah we're all familiar with braces invisalign the general idea is that they're braces that um you can take in and out they're kind of see-through plastic things i couldn't afford invisalign so i actually got visalign uh right where it's extremely visible, extremely <laughs> visible. Uh, it's like wearing a high-vis jacket on your teeth. Yeah. Kit basically glows in the dark now. Yeah, I went to my local orthodontist. They, they showed me the pricing sheet, and I almost slapped them in the face. Uh, so I went online, and I found uh, my Uzbekistani orthodontist, Alfred. I don't think that's his real name. And he put me in touch with uh, the people who could get me uh, Visalign. Visalign. So he didn't even do it. V-I-Z. Align. Yeah, Viz. <laughs> high visalign that's just braces right so i'm just visible visible invisalign that's just braces i just need to pop them in so yeah i i asked alfred that he couldn't he actually just kind of talked in riddles around in circles i couldn't really get to the bottom of it but before you pop them in i just want to say those are huge and i'm just a little worried that they might impact the audio of the podcast so i'll just pop them in okay and here we go And as you can see, absolutely no different whatsoever. So let's get stuck into today's podcast. I think maybe if you if if you're going to keep them in, maybe we stay away from S's uh, on today's podcast or any hard T's. You being serious right now? I am being serious. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to stay away from S's. You gave me a heads up about what we're investigating today. It's pretty super secret. So I don't think I'm able to, <laughs> so able to talk S's. about a super secret. This is the most S's. You s- this is more S's than you usually say. It sounds like you're making this an is effort. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is silly. <laughs> It's just silly. These superstitions are sanctimonious. <laughs> I am, of course, fucking about it. They're not that bad, but um, if you do notice a slight difference, Alfred tells me it'll only be a few days till I get used to them. Any sensible podcaster <laughs> would have got this kind of work done weeks in advance of needing to podcast. I got it one day, one day in advance of needing to podcast. It was so yesterday. It was yeah. yesterday. So 
Yeah, for those who don't know, um, Kit and I had the proposal of a This Paranormal Life TV show dangled in front of us uh, ever so gently. And even though it was viably never going to happen, we decided it was. So uh, I got plastic surgery the next morning to get ready for the big screen. Kit has visible Invisalign on his teeth. We're trying to have a glow up so that when the big screen comes calling, we're, we're ready to go. Invisalign, pec implants, ab implants, buckle fat removal, of course. Uh, <laughs> eyebrow lift, eyebrow lower because we went a bit too far the last time. Of course, of course, yeah. And needless to say, once the TV execs saw us, they withdrew the contract. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of like... All right, so those are the monsters that you're investigating. Uh, where are the two paranormal investigators? He's like, no, it's us. <laughs> we it's are me. the investigators. <laughs> I'm an investigator. Sorry, investigator. Sorry, I'm getting used to visualize. We're looking good. We're feeling good. That's the point. We've got to get into today's case. And even if we're not... They're physically, mentally, I'm sharp as a blade, baby. And I'm ready to dive into a paranormal case. But first, a quick word from today's sponsors. Today's story begins in 1990 on the island of Sicily. A team of Italian archaeologists were excavating in the mountains, looking for the ruins of the lost city of Camarina, an ancient Greek civilization that existed on the island back as early as 800 BC. I should clarify, Sicily, of course, is in Italy today, but 800 BCE was colonized by the Greeks. That's why they're looking for a Greek civilization in Italy. The leader of the excavation was Giovanni Di Stefano, who watched over his team as they hammered away at the rock, chiseling through layers of history and deep into the past. What I'm hearing is he is Indiana Jones. Right, just mentioning excavation, archaeology, and a guy that's in charge of it all, he's going to at least have a whip and a pretty cool hat. And that guy over there is our boss, Giovanni. Oh, that's cool. Does he know the most about archaeology? No, but he has a revolver. <laughs> that makes him the that boss. That makes him the boss. <laughs> Keep going, men. We must be getting close now. I can feel it. The pickaxes hit the rocks again and again and again until... Over here, there's an entrance. The men cleared a passageway and headed inside. They had just discovered a site known as Paso Marinaro a cavernous crypt of an ancient Greek civilization that had laid untouched for generations. Paso Marinaro? I thought that was a type of Subway sandwich bread. <laughs> uh, this is every explorer's dream, to find an ancient grave that remains untouched for generations. It's also every grave robber's dream. <laughs> uh, man, this was probably back in the golden age of archaeology because... Oh, it was golden, brother. <laughs> Trust me. Because from all I've heard about uh, life as an archaeologist today is that you study grueling hours for many years yeah. to try and become an archaeologist and then you spend probably the rest of your life in a dusty, dirty field uh, mining and mining and mining to hopefully, if you're lucky, find a fragment of a Roman pot. Yeah, it's always pots. If you're finding an entrance to a to an unknown civilization, wow, that's that's beyond jackpot. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm not saying that I would rob these graves if I had found this site. <laughs> right, you just seem to be honing in on that quite a bit. I'm just saying I'm going to take a little souvenir. 
You know, I put a lot of work in to find this thing. I'm going to take a little souvenir. I'm going to take a little coin, a little ring, a little gold tooth, a little golden goblet, Rory's, whatever I can get my hands on. Rory's entering the tomb with one of his colleagues and just really conspicuously drops a 50 on the ground behind him. His colleague's like, hey, drop something. Oh, oh, did I? Oh, oh, was that, that come out of my pocket? Oh, why don't you keep it? In fact... Why don't you just make yourself busy for a little uh, half an hour, an hour, <laughs> something like that, and let that old roar dog just uh, just just do a little uh, little recon mission. Just check it out. Make sure it's safe yeah. for half an hour. And then once I'm done, you guys can maybe come in and take a look around, do all the science stuff. They come back after a coffee break, and they're like, did you find anything, Rory? No, it's pretty boring around here. I'm going to head back to town. See you later, guys. <laughs> Trousers filled to the brim. Coins leaking gold. behind me in a trail. Uh, look, all I'm going to say is, how come when I go to Disneyland and I leave with a Mickey Mouse fridge magnet, it's a souvenir? But all of a sudden, if I take some f***er's golden tooth from right, an you, ancient no, grave... I gotta stop you. Suddenly I'm a thief. Be- suddenly I'm a bad man. Because you paid for the souvenir? I hope. I hope you paid. Joke's on you, mother f-er. I ganked it. Straight right. in front of Mickey's eyes. He didn't uh, see me. Well, both are stealing then. One is not better than the other. I just think it's a little hypocritical. That's all I'm going to say. It's We are so lucky as a nation that you are not an archaeologist. Some people like to send postcards back to their families when they go visit a new place. I like to send my P.O. box a bag of doubloons. <laughs> okay. Is that so different? The f***ed up thing is, as ridiculous as Rory seems, that is the attitude of every man, woman and child that existed in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we've even covered it on this Paranormal Life before. Even Carter and all the famous Egyptologists from Britain who went there to, granted, steal many things in their own way. Yeah. Uh, they were about a thousand years too late. Yeah. Every tomb everywhere on Earth has already been raided many, many, many times over. Pretty much. I mean, uh, hey, humans, we love to steal. These men luckily were professionals. They're not here to rob graves. They're here to discover them and study them. So they entered the tomb and what they saw they couldn't believe. I don't believe it. It's the necropolis. It's huge. The site was enormous. In fact, almost 3,000 human remains were discovered there. Oh my God. The men picked up their tools and began to excavate. Hours and hours passed as they uncovered burial after burial. Hmm, that's another one with no burial container. Fascinating. One might expect a civilization this old to have a more consistent death ritual. But we've got coffins, sarcophagi, private crypts. They were clearly more advanced than we ever could have imagined. Just fascinating. Suddenly, a series of gasps and panicked murmurs erupted from one corner of the crypt. Sir! Sir! There's something you need to see! Went a little bit into the count there from Sesame Street, I, I will admit. My, act, my Italian accent can be improved. <laughs> Something you need to see. One crypt, two crypt, three crypt, all in a row. Dracula was a pretty old guy, I seem to remember. He might have lived a few different lives over the years. Yeah. <laughs> How did he afford that mansion in Romania? <laughs> now I think about it. He lived everywhere. Romania, Transylvania, Sesame Street. <laughs> Giovanni approached the circle of men hunched around one grave. He pushed his way to the front and crouched low over the burial, eager to find out what the commotion was about. And it wasn't hard to miss. This body wasn't just buried. It was pinned to the ground. (gasps) 
The head and the feet of the skeleton were underneath massive slabs of ceramic, trapping the body below. And these slabs were huge. It would have taken at least three or four men to lift them. Whoever or whatever this person was, the people who dug this grave wanted to make sure they stayed down there. This is a pretty bad thing to come across when digging up graves. <laughs> Best case scenario, you find a body, which is still pretty f***ed up. Finding no body? That's also kind of weird, because there should have been a body in the grave. <laughs> uh, and then the highest tier is finding a body that looks like it should have never been dug up, and yet you have dug it up. Time to start filling in that hole, guys, and then backing slowly out of the crypt and building that wall back up, pretending like you never came in there. Yeah, our lead archaeologist uh, pointed out earlier that um, there were some various and very interesting different uh, funeral rites and rituals going on. All I'm saying is, how interesting do the funeral rites ha have to get before you start pouring concrete down into that <laughs> hole? <laughs> right, to make sure they stay down there. Giovanni was mulling over what the hell it could all mean. Perhaps it was some kind of ritual killing. Maybe he'd become a drain on resources, so they weighed him down and left him here to die. It just doesn't make sense. But before Giovanni could reach an answer, another man cried out, Oh my god! It's another one! <laughs> Sorry, Sorry don't Dracula laugh. again. No. <laughs> a different vampire. Look, I'm time. trying my best. I, I, I was forthcoming with the fact that my Italian accent isn't great and I don't appreciate being mocked, okay? Because I'm trying my best here. All I'm saying is it would be fine if we weren't talking about potential undead creatures underground here. The men rushed over to find another skeleton trapped under the sheets of stone. Christ alive, this one was only a child. Why would they do this? Ugh. If finding a second grave like this wasn't scary enough, this smaller body was being held down by even more slabs than the first. All right, I do, I do not follow. I do not follow. What is going on here, Kit? From finding these graves, it seems like whatever circumstance these people were buried in, it seems like people were pretty worried they were going to come back up out of the grave. Unfortunately, I don't think this is even the first time that we've uh, come across something like this. I think we've seen this in previous cases where I think back when people were a bit more literally scared of vampires and zombies and things like that, whether it's a voodoo tradition or whatever from around the world, um, we have seen things like people, whether it's removing heads or putting stakes and things like that through them. Uh, so there's definitely a paranormal precedent going on here, but uh, I don't know. Is it literally that they're just, they think they're going to rise from the dead and they're trying to stop them? Yeah, it's a weird mix as well, where you obviously cared enough about this person to give them a burial. So like, we want to do it right. We're going to get a priest, read them some scripture. All the friends and family will gather. We'll lower them into the grave. Then we'll drop a big fucking rock on them because... I think they might come back and we all loved them. Hey, we all loved them when we were alive. No one's saying we didn't love them, but uh, someone needs to crush that child. <laughs> someone needs to kill him again. Can you imagine what that funeral service w was like? John, I just miss you so much, buddy. Stay the f*** down there, though. Don't you <laughs> don't even think about it. <laughs> and we know he was a fighter because in life, man, he, the way he stood up for his friends and family and loved ones was inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> Known for his undying resolve. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the boulders. In life, in his work, you couldn't keep him down. In death, though, <laughs> we, we pray. We pray <laughs> to God that he stays down. In death, keep him down. 
Keep him down, Lord, or the devil. We don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, it's this funny mix where you're trying to be respectful and also live in constant fear they might come back. <laughs> Me and John, we just, we were like brothers, you know? We, we spent every day at each other's houses uh, just shooting the shit. I have moved, though, John. I've moved house, so you don't know where I fucking live anymore, so don't even try it. <laughs> yeah, the priest at the service is like... And in death, may he finally find peace and resolution for all of his problems in beautiful serenity. Priest takes out a sledgehammer. (laughs) The skull explodes like a watermelon. Yeah, that ought to do it. He ain't getting up now. Fill her in, boys. You do make a good point, though, because if today we had this fear, which we don't tend to, we would, at the funeral... Put a grenade in your coat pocket and just see you into the next life that way. Just explode you with dynamite. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then there's yeah. no coming back. We wouldn't risk keeping you in one piece. Yeah, lowering the coffin into the grave also ignites a fuse. We just drop the box in the ground and everyone kind of scatters. Uh, that's how we do funerals in the paranormal commune. Because uh, we, we think everyone should go out with a blast. So now we've just been, you know... In true Rory style, strapping people to fireworks and just sending them up. Get bodies, not people. Bodies. Seven bodies. Yeah, not live people. We're not, we're not people. Live we're not people. crazy. Anything. Only the dead. And traitors. Sometimes. And people who, who don't stay in line. Okay, Sorry, so I'm getting a little, just traitors? Yeah, no, no. I'm getting a little fired up now. I'm saying shit that I shouldn't be saying. Uh, people. Just pe- not people. No, bodies. bodies. Only bodies. The bodies... Of those who defy Stop our talking. orders. Okay. Stop talking. Ah, I'm just, mm. just be careful. Just stay in line. Is all I'm saying for you. You're in the paranormal commune. All right, let's do this off mic. Let's take this off okay, mic. Okay, sorry. Uh, so what is going on here? What is going on here, Kit? Believe it or not, this is not a unique case. All over Greece, archaeologists and historians have discovered graves where the inhabitants were pinned to the earth with rocks, chains, nails... Whatever these ancient civilizations could do to stop that body from rising again. In Lesbos, 1850, a body was discovered in a gravesite that had been speared to the ground with eight-inch nails. Woo! That's a lot. And we're not even talking, like, by the coattails. Through the face. In the hands. These motherfuckers are getting crucified to Mother Nature. You know, there is something... I think if you were dead and you did turn into a zombie or a vampire... Sure. I think there is something a little flattering about going to that much effort to keep them down. Like, I think it really speaks to how much drive and how strong they think you are. Like, I think if I personally died... I think my loved ones would, honest to God, just throw in a f***ing iPad in there and be like, he's so f***ing lazy. Literally put it, put Netflix in there and he ain't leaving. He's, he's going to stay it, there. It, yeah, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter if he comes a zombie, a f***ing arugaru. <laughs> as long as he's got Emily in Paris season two, he's good. Just chug in a PS5 and like a bag of Doritos. He ain't getting up yeah, for at least 100 years. Able, put a lifetime supply of Pringles. <laughs> that, his little fat ass will be able to get out of there. It's just you in your coffin, full zombie transformation, like <laughs> eating eating chili heat wave Doritos, just, watching Stranger Things season eleven. Just the theme tune to Breaking Bad coming on every thirty five minutes. <laughs> Why are you a Furby? <laughs> Me love Breaking Bad. Ah. 
Later, archaeologists found another instance of this. It was a body anchored by the neck, pelvis, and feet. And that was after they'd clubbed his head in. <laughs> Not the pelvis. The pelvis. What do they think he was going to be getting up to in the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's hips do not lie. He is going to be trying to bang everything in sight. We can't have him shagging angels in heaven. We need to pin him down. Do not let him up there. All I'm saying is things are pretty bad. And this isn't a one-off instance. Two dismembered bodies were found in Attica in Greece. One body was a woman who'd been cut in half... And then the door to her grave had been sealed shut from the outside with huge rocks wedged up against the entrance. Wow, this really is astonishing. So what was this ancient civilization so scared of? Why did dead bodies need to be pinned down? Well, kid, it's because of a creature that existed many years ago, one that tormented the ancient Greek civilizations, known as the Vrikolakas. The Vricola what? The Vricola Cas. Okay. To find out more about this cryptid, we have to dive back in time to its origin. I thought we were already back in time. We're going back How much back further back time? are we going? Have you seen Back to the Future Part 3? We were already no. back in the future and now we're going to cowboy times. Okay. The ancient Greeks wholeheartedly believed that the dead could roam the earth. And not only could corpses physically rise from their graves, but their spirits could be invoked by mediums to come out at night and f*** around with those who were still living. Wow. These walking undead were known as vrikolakas, which in English pretty much does translate to vampire. Okay. Even though what we're talking about today is very different. Yeah, they're not sucking blood necessarily. They're not sucking blood. They do rise from the grave, but they don't have the fangs, not the capes. They don't turn into bats. This is a very different version. They ain't sucking blood, but they might be f***ing. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the dude who had to have his pelvis nailed to the earth, <laughs> but not the others. While they do share a lot of similarities, the Vrikolakas are very different. These creatures have flushed, dark complexions, swollen and bloated bodies. Whoa. They've been described as having a quote-unquote evil smell. I'm sure they do. And they have fresh blood oozing from the mouth, nose, eyes, and or ears. You know what? I'm here for this. I'm here for this because... Me too. Twilight has set unrealistic body standards for the undead. Yeah. How pissed would you be if you went through mm -hmm. life and all and all the bullshit and the pressure of the media puts on you to look good and then you die and at least you think that at least I get to get away from having to look like a fucking 10 my whole life. I can just be an uggo in the <laughs> dead realm. Right. Uh, and then Robert Pattinson comes in, skin, sparkling, abs, taut, waist, snatched. Uh, perfect teeth when I'm over there looking like a Vricola cat. <laughs> Fat, bloated. pudgy, bloated. I've been eating for my Pringles. <laughs> I've been eating Pringles for 500 years. Yeah, Twilight was a dangerous franchise because what it did was convince a generation of teenage girls that turning into a vampire was a cool, hot, sexy thing to do. Right. Imagine how many people turned and it was like, all right, cool, so what do I do now? Do I go to like a high school in Washington and like just bang a bunch of high schoolers or something. And it's like, no, you need to drink human blood. You need to drink human blood probably in the next hour or you're going to die. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just go outside and find a kid. I wouldn't. Stay light, you son of a bitch. I wouldn't. You'll burst into flames. 
It'll feel like the 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 jetinous blasting heat of hell is igniting uh, every fraction of skin in your body. So I <laughs> Why am wouldn't. I here? <laughs> Why am I here? You're telling me I can't bang? You're telling me I can't go outside? <laughs> You're like, can I at least turn into a bat? Y- you can. I wouldn't. Because <laughs> it hurts like hell. Have you ever thought about what it would feel like for a human body to become a bat? It feels like getting squeezed by an industrial crusher. Uh, you lose all sense of yourself when you turn into a bat. All you want to do is eat f***ing flies. <laughs> you know how uncomfortable it is to sleep in a bed that's slightly too small? All right, imagine getting squished onto the size of a grape. That's what becoming a bat is. <laughs> yeah, so all these people turn into vampires uh, thinking it was going to be a fun, sexy time, and what they what they ended up with could have been something similar to a Vricolacas, a bloated, bleeding undead, evil-smelling monster. Jesus. Unlike vampires, they are actually more cannibalistic, uh, and instead of sucking blood, will kill humans to eat their livers. Their, their livers? Yeah, specifically, specifically uh, they really like livers. Good lord. Well, I'll tell you what, at least they kill you, because there's some animals out there that won't wait for that. They'll just start eating. Right. Well, maybe these guys will. I don't know too much about the process. Oh, process. No. <laughs> But the scariest part about these motherfuckers is that to become a Vricolacas, you don't have to be bitten or catch a disease. In fact, in the time of ancient Greece, there were so many different ways that you could become one. That includes if an animal or an insect jumps or flies over a corpse before burial. What? That's all it takes? You're a monster. No way. If a human reaches over a corpse before burial... You're a monster. Whoa. If you eat the meat of a sheep that had been wounded by a wolf, uh uh-oh, you're a monster. Well, I would agree with that. If you're a shitty person while you are alive, better pin down that pelvis, buddy, because you're a monster now. There's so many different things it could be. If you have red hair. No way. If you have red hair. Like my daughter? Like my daughter? Like, like, Like your sister? They're monsters. Oh, no! I didn't want to tell you that, but there are monsters. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not saying that they're specifically of Ricola cast, but I'll just say I'm good. If, when it comes time for the burial, you're going, you're going a little deeper than six feet. Other prime candidates were murder victims, mothers who died in childbirth, people who died from drowning, strokes, plague, or a curse. Okay. Add to that, people who died too young, people who died too old. <laughs> <laughs> What does too old mean? What does dying too old really mean? <laughs> you live too good of a life? You, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I guess um, I guess David's going to be checking out soon because he just hit, I don't know, this was ancient Greece. He just hit 14. <laughs> and once David hits his 16th birthday, hmm, you're looking a little too good for your age, David. Could it be that you have been sustaining yourself on the blood of other humans? Okay, Possibly. so it's a little suspicious, maybe. You're getting buried. So it really feels like anything remotely bad or weird, you're a monster. Or you were at least susceptible to becoming one. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to crunch the numbers here, but just in terms of sheer evidence, the fact that they were so worried about these things and they thought that so many people could turn into one of these monsters, that kind of suggests this might have been a really big problem. Oh my god, you have no idea how big of a problem this was. And that's what we're going to get onto next, because, you know, now that we've covered kind of what these creatures are and how they work, 
it's really interesting to talk about how much surprising evidence there is to maybe back up the claims that this was a real epidemic, a real problem that these people had to deal with. But before we dive into these historical texts and ancient classified documents, how about a quick word from today's sponsors? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. All right, Kit, as we said, it is time to dive back, back once more into the history of ancient Greece. Because as I said, it may surprise you to know that there is evidence out there, and it's buried in ancient texts and historical records. While legends of the Vrikolakas can be found all over ancient Greece, no place has more stories than the Greek island of Santorini. Ooh, which at one point had the reputation of being the most vampire-infested place in the world. Imagine being the island that's famous for how many vampires are trapped there. Uh, Not a good look. This is so f***ed up because... Uh, have you seen what Santorini looks like? It's gorgeous, right? It's, um, it's, it's famously one of the most romantic, beautiful locations on planet Earth. It's absolutely stunning. A lot of vampires too, apparently. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but hey, vampires like nice places too. No one said they didn't. You're like, the people there look like they haven't aged a day. <laughs> it's incredible. There's it, a dude there called Giovanni who he wears like a lot of vintage clothing. It's like pretty tattered. <laughs> Looks like it's kind of from 800 BC. An island famous for its sunsets, which does pose a problem to the vampire population. This place was apparently so infested by vampires that allegedly, if someone Someone thought that their deceased family member could come back as a Vrikolakas, 
they would ship the body to the island so the locals could kill it. (laughs) Kill kill it again. I like this little cottage industry they got going. They're like the pest control of the paranormal world. Yeah. If they're like, hey, we have a real bad vampire problem, which kind of means we know how to deal with this shit. So, uh, yeah. Way back in 1642, a French Catholic priest named Francois Richard was working basically as a missionary. And the location that he was based? Santorini. Mm. While on the island, he wrote an extensive journal about his time there. And if you read it, you probably expect stories about the church, the locals, and his journey. <laughs> Maybe some of the beautiful Greek food that it's just famous for. Yeah, the, um, the rewarding challenge of converting the locals to the way of the Lord. <laughs> It was actually pretty heavy on the the vampires. It's Twilight One. It's the first book. (laughs) New Moon or whatever the f*** it's called. It was a French Catholic priest named Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) She actually wrote a collection of pretty interesting, pretty horny vampire books. Yeah, he ended up spending a lot of time at the local high school. (laughs) This is a man of the church. This is the motherfucker who's supposed to be converting people to his religion and he shows up and immediately is introduced to vampires something that he's never seen before could you imagine him coming to the island with like you know the robes and the bible and the cross and uh, the locals kind of run up to meet him at the dock and they're like oh thank god are, are you here to help with the vampires and he's like the what <laughs> the what i'm here to tell you all about jesus what are you doing over here <laughs> they're like oh that's cool is he gonna help <laughs> Because Where, we need help. Where's Jesus? Is he coming next? Is that an, is that the the next boat? Because we need a miracle, brother. <laughs> we want need one fast. <laughs> you never even heard of him. Who's Jesus? Does he have a gun? In his writing, he describes the dead coming back to life at night to exterminate the islanders. What the fuck? Isn't this crazy? He talks about the locals digging up graves and burning bodies, exorcism ceremonies by priests already on the island and other people impaling bodies to the ground before burial. I'm pretty sure it's not even a big island, by the way. No! It's kind of crazy that the one dude who's supposed to, like, not have a horse in this race at all comes to the island, and the only thing he wants to talk about when he gets back is how many vampires there are. Like, I'm pretty sure the maybe there's a creature in the Bible, I guess mm. demons. Maybe he yeah. was kind of seeing them as demons. But uh, he he had this otherworldly experience. I mean, it is true uh, in many of our cases on the podcast. It's come up before that religious people will uh, turn up throughout because whilst it's not exactly their jurisdiction, it's not, not their jurisdiction. It's yeah. not anybody else's. And so they kind of weirdly do think about some of these things more than uh, doctors, lawyers, or dentists. Yeah. And, you know, these are people who, if they're seeing something paranormal, as we've said before... They're trying to view it and explain it within their belief system. Mm -hmm. So if they see a cryptid, they'll be like, that is a demon that is talked about in the Bible that I believe in, that I know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. One really cool quote from the book was, quote, I want some of our atheists in France to come here, not to hear, but to see with their own eyes in the light of day and to see how unjust they are to believe that when a man dies, everything dies with him. Wow. Pretty cool. He's kind of twisting that into being like, you know, he's he sees a vampire walking on the street and he's like, my God, 
the Bible was right. <laughs> you know, he's like, there is something after death. There is a mystical kind of force in the world that is unexplained. That atheists think when you die, you die. And he's like, I just saw a guy burst out of the ground. Now, I will say I did cherry pick some of the cooler quotes. Uh, because also in the book, uh, he said that vampires have become so unrestrained that they not only run here and there at night, but also they show up at noon. And go into the fields to collect beans. <laughs> okay, okay. That changes quite a lot. That does change quite a lot. What? They pick beans. Can a vampire in the harvest a couple beans? So they're during workers. The day? What? So they have jobs. They don't have jobs. The vampires have jobs. Vampires to gotta eat. Vampires gotta eat. And if there's a couple flesh, beans in the I field, thought, there's a I couple beans flesh. up for grabs. I ain't gonna say no. Look, what do you have on the on the plate with your sausages? Beans, motherfucker, you eat it with your meat. So you're saying this was an accoutrement to their <laughs> flesh meal. They kind of had a charcuterie board of, um, you know, delicious little snacks. Some beans. Uh, some, <laughs> They're Greek. Some fresh. Didn't we say they were Greek? They eat feta cheese too. Yeah, and a bit of liver and maybe some human flesh, you know, mixed up in there. Strangely, I think we did talk about this on a very early episode of This Paranormal Life, that I think it was the Greeks that were... Um, quite funny about beans. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't remember that at all. That it's like, <laughs> I don't remember, man, but it's like something like the Greek word for bean is like literally death. <laughs> they like, they, there was like some, oh yeah, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. There was like, whether it was a lima bean or whatever, there was some type of bean that certain people had allergic reactions to. And so, right. so many people died from eating these that they, they were like, man, these things are up they're demonic right uh, even though it was just people having yeah. allergic reactions i can get that <laughs> but if it, uh it was just a jelly bean <laughs> they've never seen a jelly bean before they're like this is a this is so f-ing crazy <laughs> it's <looking at> its <laughs> it tastes shape. like strawberries but it's a bean i'm gonna google death bean and see what that means <laughs> great band name i think they're on tour in poland at the moment Ah, fava beans, that was it. They were called the death bean? Greek mathematician Pythagoras believed that fava beans contained the souls of the dead. Whoa! So, I don't know, I'm just saying. That vampires of... are harvesting beans? That's kind of interesting. That checks out. You know, if they're, if they're undead, harvesting bean souls, death beans, <laughs> during the day, eating flesh at night, it does kind of check out. <laughs> There's something so f***ing funny, though, about the priest being like, I don't know what to tell you. They're up at noon now. They started waking up early. I, we cannot get away from these. <laughs> the, way, the way he words it is just like, it's so commonplace now that like you, you, some of them ride the bus. <laughs> like they're everywhere. We're kind of living hand in hand now. Uh, another book on Santorini published in 1699 said, something inconceivable is happening on that island. Some of the dead return to their homes a few days after their burial and no one knows what revives them. The what? people of Santorini call them Vricolacas. I, I need, all right, you need to stop explaining what, <laughs> you need to stop telling me what's happening, and you need to start explaining, and fast, because we're hearing a lot <laughs> about the what, and I need to know why. You're, you're telling right. us insane shit here. <laughs> you're telling us that en masse, only a few hundred years ago, people were very regularly dying, being buried, and then just... Their husband or wife, a few days later, just comes downstairs and they're eating a bowl of Cheerios, watching TV. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? 
Yeah, I mean, don't expect any kind of explanation <laughs> in the process of this thing. Look, all I'm going to say is, okay, here's here's one explanation, all right? You know, Kit, it seems like, you know, based off these records, we are talking about something that was a big deal in these ancient civilizations. Could we, Kit, be looking at a cryptid that once haunted these civilizations, but through their retaliation, no longer exist to haunt us? I mean, that's what we're beating around the bush of right now, is it sounds like, whether you think this is paranormal or scientific, it sounds like something's going on. Right? That isn't happening today. It's kind of like when you uh, when you hear about people looking for Bigfoot. Mm. To this day, in the woods, with trail cams, uh, night vision goggles, looking for Bigfoot. Because we, we heard stories from 100 years ago, or saw the Patterson footage whenever that was shot, uh, and now we're still looking for him. He probably died. He's yeah. probably dead. If he is a real creature, the he one probably... one that was in the footage, yeah. <laughs> he died a long time ago. Um, and maybe this is a more dramatic version of that instance, which is basically we had a monster that existed in the past, but because these people were pinning the suspects to their graves, dealing with it, burning the bodies, maybe it died out. Maybe we don't have to deal with it anymore. I've watched enough Resident Evil movies, enough terrible Resident Evil movies to know how this goes. Let me tell you about another little monster that, that has come out of nowhere and will hopefully be gone soon. Coronavirus. H1N1, swine flu, bird flu. Yeah, I don't want to get too controversial on the podcast, so let's just keep it. A pandemic? No. You're telling me there was an ancient pandemic? What I'm saying is, back in the day, if There's always a really funny bit where it's like the person, you rally the other person up, and then they take it in a direction that you don't want it to be taken in. It's like, oh, you don't have to tell me about ancient monsters. We're on the same page here. Yeah, I've heard a little ancient monster before. Godzilla. It's like, no, no, that's not quite what I was getting at. <laughs> the lizard walks among us to this day. Back in the day, if some sort of novel f***ed up Ebola virus came along right. that made you bleed from the eye sockets, people would think that was pretty paranormal. Yeah. But we've got an explanation for that today. Maybe something else was going on there. Granted, a lot more dramatic than coronavirus. Um, True. Causing you to literally... Rise from the dead. Rise from the dead. But this I mean, is the premise of, you know, I Am Legend, any remotely zombie-themed movie. Yeah, and, and I mean, we will go on to talk about this a little bit, but there's even room to believe that maybe not the creatures, but the culture of the Vrikolakas still exists to this day. Uh, there's a lot of people in these smaller places in Greece that still, I guess it's probably become folklore at this point, but kind of loosely believe that it either can happen or did happen in the past. Got you. Banshee vibes. Now, these creatures are mentioned a lot, from ancient Greece to the Ottoman Empire to the Byzantine Empire. I wanted to see if the church mentioned them specifically, but uh, believe it or not, there is not a comprehensive history of the Byzantine church for the general reader. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Not just a digestible vice article on that one. Uh, unless you consider John Julius Norwich's so-called history of Byzantium, which I don't, of course. <laughs> what a f***ing clown. <laughs> but even beyond Greece, there are more examples of this than you realize. And from almost every corner of the earth, the earliest recorded finds are from Cyprus and date back to the Neolithic period, which began 7,500 years ago. Yeah, okay, that, that is winding the clock back quite a bit. Bodies buried in pit graves were pinned by millstones that were placed either on their heads or chests. 
A similar burial was found almost 4,000 years ago, where the body was flexed, placed in a stone-built cyst tomb, and restrained with a large rock. This is crazy. This concept of the dead coming back to life, is it seems like, in a way, it's one of mankind's oldest and most consistent paranormal beliefs which is pretty cool people just think it started with vampires started with dracula and these works of fiction these cavemen were scared that their husbands and wives were going to be coming back from the dead i mean it kind of makes sense doesn't it that you know even though granted i understand these early humans were literally as as smart as we are now they just didn't have as much access to information i'm not saying they were stupid but this is so fundamental it's like the most fundamental human belief it's like all we know as humans is when we're baby we wake up (laughs) then we collect berries (laughs) until we go bye-bye maybe beans (laughs) (laughs) then when we go bye-bye we stay bye-bye yeah unless (laughs) the bad thing happens and then we no go bye-bye no more yeah, it was the earliest version. It was the earliest Shyamalan twist. <laughs> it's like, but what if come back from Bye Bye? <laughs> Everyone goes, <gasps> we better make sure people go Bye Bye. We're going to make sure. Right, with a big rock. Yeah, which was their gun, I guess, at the time. That was kind of their form of protection. Hey, I'm not going to insult the intelligence of the early cavemen. They invented the wheel. Right. And the only thing I invented was my own cereal that one time which we discussed was just me cutting up a neutral grain bar and putting it in a bowl with milk. Just as a brief tangent, uh, I was actually reading recently about Neolithic and that kind of era, um, Ireland. You'll know from growing up where we did in Northern Ireland that we've got um, the Mount Sandal area is quite near us. Um, yeah, yeah. But you, you'll remember we did like school trips as kids where they showed us like the forest and they were like, yeah, there was actually a really early human settlement here. Yeah. Where people arrived in Ireland and lived in these forests, collected berries, hunted for salmon. I do remember that. Stuff like that. What I didn't realize as a kid, because I wasn't listening, obviously, of course. was that uh, that's actually where we're from is the oldest evidence of humans anywhere in Ireland. So it's about 9,000 years old. Wow. But that was literally the first ones arrived right where we're from. And then they kind of filtered out and went other places. That's crazy. I wonder if there's some burials and graves that you can go visit kind of around that area. I do know that there was one site that they actually found not that long ago, maybe like 20 years ago or something. And uh, they, they they built a giant holiday home estate on top of it. Um, oh. It was a big scandal, actually. Uh, a lot of people got rich and a lot of stuff got destroyed. That's so. uh, capitalism's version of a, <laughs> of a big stone slab. <laughs> build apartments. Yeah. <laughs> we build a holiday inn on your grave so your ass stays down. <laughs> That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if in 10,000 years the aliens will be like, man, these humans believe such interesting things. They put a (laughs) f***ing hotel on top of this ancient burial ground. Man, they must have been trying to (laughs) keep those bodies in the ground. It's like, no, they just didn't care about people or things. just disrespected ancient civilizations. Uh, Well, look here, we know what these creatures are now. We've heard stories about the genuine historical records that talk about them. But how can we protect ourselves from these creatures if, hypothetically, they were still in existence? (laughs) Don't say hypothetically. You said people still believe this shit to this day. Oh, they do. (laughs) And as I said, a lot of this shit went down on tiny Greek islands. Who's to say there isn't a tiny Greek island out there that's been scribbled off the maps by the MIBs and the f***ing 
fucking men at the top so that people don't know there's a vampire island and at any point when when people need to cause a little chaos oh turns out a vampire got away on that boat oh that's a, that's a real shame isn't it uh first off we keep saying vampire they are not vampires right recall like us we have to make that completely clear because they are very different than vampires I mean, one big difference is they are actually believed to knock on the doors of houses and call out the name of the people inside. If nobody answers, they will simply move on. But anybody that opens that door to one of these vampire zombies, they will die within three days. Jesus. This is exactly why I don't answer calls from unknown numbers. In case it's a free cola cast. Yeah, you got to be careful that even in the digital world... Uh, then, of course, after three days, you will rise again. You die temporarily, rise again. You've become a Vrikolakas, and the curse spreads. Um, but as I said, to this day, there are regions of Greece where nobody answers the door on the first knock, which is quite cool. That's insane. Wow. If you're going to go after a corpse that's already become a Vrikolakas, you have to attack it on a Saturday, as that is the only day that they actually rest in their graves. Hey, everybody needs a day off. And you can pick from a variety of different methods. Uh, exercising, impaling, beheading, clubbing, setting fire to the suspect. Uh, they're all pretty effective. You can, of course, just weigh the, the son of a bitch down so it can't move. Other techniques include severing the tendons or the knees. Tie their shoelaces together. Yeah. Anything, really. Uh, the strangest one of all is you can place poppy seeds or sand on the ground at the grave site of a presumed vampire. And if indeed the person does come back to life, they'll be so preoccupied trying to count the grains on the ground to do any killing. I, I love that. That's cool. I mean, this is... That's the ancient version of our Netflix and Pringles theory. Yeah. It's like, you know, that first night the Vrikolakas comes up, it's like, all right, Saturday's over, Sunday. I'm going to eat some livers. I'm going to pick it's some... It's a big night. It's a big night. I'm going to pick Sunday's some Sunday's a new Saturday. I'm going to, yeah, go on a rampage. I'm gonna, oh, shit. Why is there sand in my... Why is there sand by my grave? That's nuts. How much is there, I wonder? That's well, one grain, two grain, three grain. Oh, shit, there's tons. I'm going right. to sit down gonna, for a second. Yeah. This is going to take I'm going to be like... Gonna I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hungry, yeah. though, so I'm going to head on like 15, but I just quickly... Yeah, I just got the grain. I lost count. Fuck. All right, it's one grain, two grain, three grain. Hey, Greg, you coming? Yeah, just, yeah you guys go without me. I just got this sand sure? everywhere. Yeah, I got to... Bro, you, you know what happens when you start counting sand? <laughs> You find it real hard to still count sand. No, so, dude, honestly. I we're going to see you. We're going to see you at the, at the party. Yeah. Bring some beans back, though, just in case I'm, because there's a lot of sand no, here. No, you're, do, you're doing so, that uh, thing again. All right. I'm, all right. Fine. I won't count the sand. I'm just going to grab, oh, there's, there's poppy seeds as well. There's all right. We're going without you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it works. I like it as well. It's kind of a, hey, maybe if your loved one passes on, becomes a Ricolacas, it's like every zombie movie ever where uh, the person is like, sure. I can't kill them. It's my Susan. Oh. Yeah. And of course, Susan is like, rah, 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 rah. it ain't Susan yeah. anymore. And, it, yeah, and it's like, oh, you reminds, gone. Me, reminds me of my beautiful wife. Uh, yeah. It's hard. So this is just a nice little workaround. Just make them uh, count uh, seeds and shit. And that pretty much brings us to the end of our case and the end of the history and the legends around the Greek vampire known as the Vrikolakas. Wow. Hey. A rip-stopping, uh, rip-roaring tour de force tour through ancient Greece. Um, I feel disturbed, though, because it felt like we uncovered a lot, and now it's just an open-ended, kind of f***ed up, is it going to be there when I go back to my, my room? Right, yeah. Um, we kind of introduced you to a creature that 
for all intents and purposes, is gone, has been gone for many, many years. But also... <laughs> unless... Unless... There's a tiny Greek island out there, like Santorini, probably not Santorini, maybe a smaller one off the map, off the grid, that still may contain one or two of these creatures that we thought was lost to time itself. Right, somewhere in Greece right now, there's a lot of, like, hipster vrikolakas wearing vintage clothes, drinking tins of red stripes, sitting around going like, bro, they gentrified Santorini <laughs> so bad, bro. It's like, oh, it's just like... You can't even, like, just be every cola cast there anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, I tried to, like, pick some beans there the other day, and the locals were like, get out of here, get out of here. I'm trying to I've take been an picking Instagram beans here selfie. For literally 3,000 years, and you're going to tell me I can't pick beans here anymore? Uh, I mean, hey, is it so unrealistic to think that these creatures could exist, even in London? I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a Ricola cast, but, hey, some of this description in here, tired, bloating, pale complexion. You know, these are ticking a lot of boxes here. Dude, I just got off a flight to Stansted Airport on EasyJet. There was a couple <laughs> undead freaks on that plane. I, I'm, I'm certain of it. Something is not right. And I mean, I think they must have bit you or something, bro, because a lot of these descriptions are lining up with you perfectly. I okay, mean, that's... Tired eyes. No yeah, well, that's because I, right, I, body, I'm a parent. With it, well, yeah. No friends. I can't eat on, on account of the Visalign. Erectile Visalign. dysfunction. Oh, yeah, you've gone far enough. <laughs> you have gone far enough. <laughs> A lot of these so, are... Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I have to remember, you don't... That was a joke. It was so. a bit I was doing, yeah. Yeah, right. I was just trying to do a bit. Can we cut it, though? Because I did... I got pretty <laughs> amped up. Which is weird, because obviously, it's not a problem that you have, so why would you be offended? I think I, it, yeah, I think just the... It's the... The 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 Visalign it hurts and I just like so I just kind of control my emotions. Uh, okay, uh, let's just just move on. Okay, to the other descriptions of the creatures. Um, insecure. Yeah. They say a lot of the Vrilokolakas are yeah. insecure. Don't care about that. Invisalign. They <laughs> There's, say no because, There's no way. There's no way. I don't have Invisalign. Nice. I have Visalign. <laughs> Alfred. Alfred got me Visalign. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hypothetically, these creatures could walk among us. You know, when you get home from school, when you get home from work, just take a little look at the, the ones nearest and dearest to you. See if they match any of the descriptions that we've talked about on, on the podcast. Have they recently or ever taken a trip to Greece? Mm. Or Santorini? How, how often do they eat beans? <laughs> what kind of beans? Yeah. Jelly or death? We should know. That's important. As I said, that's kind of all the information that we have on the Vricola cast. And at the end of the day, we have to come down on a conclusion like we do with any case. So I'm going to throw it to you, Kit. I feel like I've been talking a lot this episode. So let me know where your, your head's at. What do you think about these ancient cryptids? Well, you know I love to go back into ancient times. I think it's really fun to wind back the clock a really long way, not just like the 70s or the 80s or all the places we end up all the time here on TPL, but to look at how people who, even though they lived completely different lives in a completely different world to us today, they still had the same myths, beliefs, and also fears uh, about many of the same things you know that are in our culture and media today. And undoubtedly, I'm shocked by uh, what I've heard, uh, just how widespread this was and just how long a period this was over. Of course, our big problem is at the end of TPL episodes, we have to decide whether something is paranormal or not. Yeah. We need evidence to decide that. Not always. And, and Not always. Sometimes we just kind of 
not oh. often, not often. Maybe, kinda... maybe in maybe in exceptional circumstances where it's yeah. just so overwhelming. But like normally, we need something. Whereas, as wild as this is, that so people were so into this a long time ago. Maybe the evidence has died with the Bricola cast themselves. Yeah. Um, that may be what we're looking at now. It's it's going to be hard to say uh, because when you're talking about a creature that that's this old and this ancient, uh, if the whole point of it is that it doesn't exist anymore, guess what else doesn't exist anymore? The evidence. Yeah, I recently played a really cool video game actually called uh, House of Ashes, and the idea behind it is that it's like set during the Iraq War and during the conflict, a bunch of soldiers fall into the earth and discover kind of an ancient temple that was buried for thousands of years sounding like an episode of this podcast it, it kind of sounds like this um and inside the the temple they didn't realize it had been built to keep captive these ancient kind of vampiric creatures that had existed for thousands and thousands of years it's a really cool idea you know we, when we talk about cryptids we are usually talking about creatures that are at least existed in the last few hundred years it's crazy to think that you can go back to the beginning of, of man's adventure on this planet. There were probably some monsters kicking about back then, too. Uh, but as we said, it becomes very difficult to concretely decide whether or not this is just legends and myths passed down from generation to generation or a real creature. Um, and because of that, I think today, even though I love the story, I love the history around it, I think it's fascinating, uh, it is going to be a no for me this week. That's it. The million dollar question is, did people go bye-bye and then no go bye-bye or did they stay bye-bye? Right. You think they stayed bye-bye? I think today we're saying it's a double bye-bye. They stayed bye-bye. <laughs> it's a double no. It's a double bye-bye on today's case. But damn, hey, that was a fun one. Uh, thank you to Amy Grisdale for researching this week's episode and Philip Shacklady for editing. King hell, Rory. Um, I'm kind of glad you got around to this case in the end because... Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, let me credit the person. This was a, this was a submission that we got on our email. Nope, no time. Sorry, oh, it, was really uh, <laughs> it was a really good suggestion, though. I am... Yeah, I'm glad you've got around to this because... Yeah, just give me a second because it was like... It was really sweet. It was like, they were, I'm a huge fan of the show. It would mean yeah, the world to me care. and my, my Greek heritage if you would investigate this. So Loser. Like, it would just be nice to... You missed it. Give him that, you that missed shadow it. boy. Zach McCrell. Delete Zach that. McCrell. Delete that. He said he's he said he just watched the 1945 film Isle of the Dead last night, which involves a Greek paranormal creature called the Vrikolakas. Uh, I hadn't heard of this movie or the creature, so it was great to investigate it. So thank you, Zach, for uh, for recommending this. And if you want to recommend the case, please do send us an email to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and we will look into it. Okay, now that I gave him the shout out, you fine? Because you seem like you're kind of bitter that I interrupted you and gave yeah, him just, some I attention. Had, I just had like a, a big second. anecdote is all. <laughs> okay, you can still it's, do the anecdote. No, it's not going to save it. Save it for when? How is it going to? The gonna... next episode. My episode. And it's going to make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> all right, fine. I guess we'll. Because maybe on my episode, okay. I won't interrupt myself. Actually, that does happen quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do it more than I think I interrupt you. Um, but the point well, I, remains. Okay, so... The point remains. Yeah. Okay, so... See, how uh, do you like it? Do you want to tell the anecdote or do you not want to tell the anecdote? I don't, <laughs> I don't, because I've missed the opportunity. Okay, well then, thank you, Zach, then, for recommending that case. Uh, Shut up, you! <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt Rory any time <laughs> yeah, I get. Um, so, thanks... Thanks, you don't, you uh, don't know how to end the episode, so it's going to be a weird thanks, thing. Thanks, Jack, for sending that in. Wasn't his name. Cheers, everyone. Uh, nice one. You're clearly nice so Nice one, thrown. basically. 
Uh, your gums are bleeding. It's <laughs> your, your gums are bleeding. I have to call Alfred. I have to call him because this isn't right. And I understand that they do things differently in Uzbekistan, but like this still can't be like legal because it's like this is so sore. This is so bad. It's so bad. You said it wouldn't bleed, Alfred. <laughs> you lied. You're a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, you know what? We we should say if you want to see Kit's visible Visalign, <laughs> bleeding gums, Mulvena over here. <laughs> Uh, you can do it because we have uh, started our adventure once again into the world of video, video! in 4D, 8K, uh, 7D. You can see us. You can feel us. You can. You can. Uh, if you head over to YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or any of our social media platforms, you will be able to find your favorite moments from every episode of This Paranormal Life going forward uh, <laughs> broken down into video form. So if there's a funny moment you, you want to show your friends, if there's a clip you want to use to recommend the show to other people, uh, you'll be able to watch it now in, in every form. We're, we're so excited to be doing this, and hopefully this will be the first step towards... Uh, full video episodes. Stop touching your gums, man. You're not going to be able to plug up those holes. Oh, Jesus. It's pouring out of Kit's mouth now like a faucet. You're literally a Vricolacus. You have ice white skin. Blood dripping from your mouth. Erectile dysfunction. No, I don't. (laughs) Sorry. I I don't. I don't have any of those. Especially not the last one. We're all good down there. This pelvis pelvis needs locked on. It needs locked on. The links are in the description uh, for youtube.com slash at this paranormal life and the others, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere we're posting videos. Go check it out. We're going to be doing so much fun stuff on socials uh, over the in the next year, to be fair. So, so yeah, go check it out. You're going to love it. Um, but if you want a little more, even more than videos, then you need to head on over to patreon.com where if you're a fan of the show, you can get access to a bunch of other cool bonus shit more weekly episodes, monthly episodes. You think the Vricolacas are cool and dangerous and scary? Imagine the shit that we have to put behind a paywall because it's like the Indiana Jones and the, the Lost Ark. If mortals see it, it melts your face. Uh, so we have to hide it so only people who sign up to the tier and sign a waiver to say we're not responsible for any melted face, uh, they can get access to those episodes. So put on your ski goggles and, and, and open up patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. And of course, also over on Patreon, you can get shoutouts at the end of episodes. And that's what we're going to do right now. Thank you to Nazbaz. Nazbaz took a little trip to Santorini last year and the boat didn't come back. No, it's true. They have just been picking beans during the day. <laughs> <laughs> They're every colicas. <laughs> They're every colicas. Oh, okay. I didn't want to. I was gonna build up to it. <laughs> right, you were to start something small like the metaphor, beans, and, yeah. And then I'd say like, and weirdly. They sleep in a grave, you know, kind of yeah. build up to it. But you guessed it. They're they're a full-blown zombie at this point. But I'm glad to hear that they're still enjoying the podcast and getting some representation. Thank you also to Chris Hales. Chris Hales from Santorini. They were born on the island and uh, lasted about uh, one week before that little newborn was turned into a little newborn. <laughs> they were born on the island, died on the island, then born again on the <laughs> island, it turned out. Wow, didn't realize we had such a big fan base in Santorini. It is improbable. It is improbable. But they heard a little preview of this episode and they they couldn't wait to hear us talk about the island. So thanks, Chris. Thank you also to Daniela Little. Daniela, you're going to do just great in the commune because we got everything that you're used to. A little bit of water 
a little bit of food, <laughs> a little bit of shelter, you know? And you seem like the kind of person that's okay with that, uh, if that's your lifestyle. We have a lot of bit of famine. Okay, we have a all lot right, of bit all right, of, all right. of <laughs> pestilence. We've said enough. We've okay. said enough. Okay, but uh, uh, we also have, uh, you know, we have a little bit of fun too. We, we keep a it tiny a, a, bit. a, a tiny little bit, bit of lightheartedness. So you, you, you're going to enjoy yourself. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon and everyone who tuned in to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, we hope to see you again next Tuesday. As Ooh. I said, go onto the socials, check out some of these videos. They're going to be very funny. Um, there may be some of you who don't even know what Kit and I look like in real life, which is kind of scary. Um, but I gave, obviously, Tens. a pretty accurate description of Kit. Obviously, the bloating, All the right. thin skin, the All bony... Right. Thanks, everyone. Bony Good eye. night. Thank you. We love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.